Before we start, fuck you. Welcome. <laughs> it's going to be in the recording. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Trek Talk. I'm Techman16. And I'm Andy. And I'm some random guy. There's a YouTube channel of It's Just Some Random Guy, and he's a voice actor. I, unfortunately, am not. I should do that. No, you shouldn't. No, I definitely should. I want you to hear me everywhere. You should do uh, some readings for ebooks. That would be fun. <laughs> I would recommend your monotone voice be used for War and Peace. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use it for the saucy romance novels. I'm holding out for Shakespeare. Anyways, up here we got Occam's. Going on, Occam's. Greetings, gentlemen and lady. And Darius is back. Back again. Our resident nerd. And then Madam Stargazer, our wonderful head referee. How you doing? She's muted. That's how she's doing. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to talk to you fuckers. What? <laughs> Jeez, he just asked how you were doing. Good morning to you, too. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> My granddaughter came in and was talking to me, so I had to... But I haven't been taken to task yet on your server by Madam Stargazer. Probably appropriately so. Continues to amaze me. <laughs> you're Give more like PG when you're typing, Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. We can always bring back the cast of characters that would cause a lot of headache that Madam Stargazer has to deal with. Negative. Negative. Let's do it. Chaos. <laughs> We're going to start another segment on a different day that's called Giga Time. <laughs> Give me something to do. Uh, I'm kind of bored, guys. Come on. <laughs> you might uh, be my guest, sir. I mean, we uh, can just invite Giga back one day out of the week, every week. How about leap year? Like the how about another day? Yeah. Once a year? Once every four years. <laughs> what is it? No, I think six hours a week, entirely randomized. He just gets approved. Okay. <laughs> and then we just record it. We just go into VC, we record it, and then we release it. That would probably get the most views out of anything we put out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so I was uh, going to share a personal story because I was out with Flex and, uh, and Jolly last night. Went up again. Pretty cool. And... Uh, I was telling him about my issues with the uh, with the FDA, and Plex goes, "So let me get this straight: the FDA puts you on hard row." I'm like, "Oh my god, oh. that is that is so true." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the analogy would be what's happening to me right now is the FDA was swapping nodes with with an OPL miner, and I hit the OPL miner, so FDA put me on hard row forever. <laughs> yeah, that's tracks. Ouch. Yeah, it's uh, what's going on is pretty pretty brutal, unfortunately. But uh, hope to get out of it soon. That's that's my hope. Anyways, moving right along. No, that's like you know trying to deal with like Jeep Girl, basically like dealing with the FDA. You just want to get out of it as early as possible. Uh, it's not like you're gonna get out of it though. That's the problem. Um, you know, you're still gonna have yeah. to deal with them, but it's more like it's, it's, it's raising more like, kids with Rexes. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's also a good analogy. Because, man, they, they seem to have a fundamental misunderstanding of what what is happening and what I'm doing. And they just don't want to listen to reason. But I guess everybody who deals but, with government is, is like, yeah, it's government. Yeah, bureaucrats can never be wrong. Having spent considerable amount of time dealing with the BATFE and then later with the FRA, the Federal Railroad Administration, you know, government regulators are government regulators, you know. Yeah, they come out of the same great machine at the bureaucracy in the sky. It's pretty, pretty much the same people. Feels like. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's let's move right along to uh, 
something Star Trek related. Darius, you weren't here when we were nerding about Discovery because I wanted to get your opinions on it, but we moved on from that point. Yeah, I had I had to talk Discovery with Handy and Occam's. Oh, that, I'm sure that, that went well. That yeah, you can see the show. Well, I was the only one who watched season four, and they didn't. It was yeah, it, it, it was watch, another can... long talk in the sky with a you know a firmly firm emotions and, and everything else. Although I will give Discovery and its producers ten out of ten for the Stacey Abrams troll at the end. Well done, well <laughs> done. If you guys want to continue to hammer rusty ten penny nails into your dicks and expect different outcomes, more power to you. Well, I, I did give it credit for the actual Star Trekiness of, like, Darius, you weren't here, but what I said was basically, if you compress all the actual Star Trek elements and remove all the emotional baggage that everybody's got, you actually have, a, like, a good three-parter. Yeah, I agree. The fourth season of Discovery did a Discovery-level good job of trying to be not Discovery while being Discovery, I guess. Um, once again, it had this massive, overwhelming galaxy-ending theme that turned out to be a very deep misunderstanding between two parties that just had to sit down and have a talk over their emotions. Except this time, even farther in space, with magical dust that was dead people's emotions in dust. You're fucking yeah. kidding me. No. What the fuck is... See, see, this is what I like. I've seen very few Discovery episodes. It's always seemed patently ridiculous. And every time I hear people describe it, it's Seems even more so. So this time, though, there were no fights in an open-air elevator. No fights in an open-air elevator on the inside of a spaceship. This time they were on the inside of a bubble inside of a weird space where there were a bunch of hanging lamps that were supposed to be aliens. And then everyone who should have died after taking heroic actions or having a catastrophic failure just kind of popped up in the last episode like, oh, no worries, ma'am, I promise not to try and die next time. <laughs> I swear by the fucking war gods, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm queuing up the episode of DS9 where Cisco and plots with Garrick to murder a Romulan ambassador to bring them to bring them into an unjust war. It's for their a own fake! See, now that, yes, that episode was excellent. Greatest Star, the greatest you. Star Trek episode of any series of 100% yes, because moral ambiguity of making the choice you know is the right wrong choice. And then sitting there in your in your room over your coffee table, staring at a camera, going, "I don't know if I did the right thing, but that's it. I did it anyway." That's uh, it, for me. The, the the cherry on top was the end where Cisco is doing his retrospective, the captain's commander's log, and instead of trying to justify it with the usual Starfleet double talk moralism, he went, "No." I know what I did, and I brought the Romulans into the war, and I most likely saved the Federation. And all it cost was the honor of one Starfleet officer, and it was a bargain. And it was a bargain. Yes, that's that right there. I would do it again. Yeah, and this, like I tried to describe, it's a five-light-year mining tool for less than a, what is it, an AU of space that's located outside of our galaxy. Within three arcs, we're going to see that as a specialty ship in the game. But the Dysons, the Dyson obloid that they have at the end tech. Well, it wasn't even Dyson because I think Boom and I discussed this. Like a Dyson sphere orbits around the sun. This was a like a boronite like box in space outside. I think again. it was me. I I took great issue from you know my early formative years leading you know Larry Niven. I'm like, why the fuck would a Dyson sphere ever need a fuel source? 
it encapsulates the sun. And then some other nerd came in and said that it wasn't a Dyson spear. It was something else. Far more. Right. It, it, it was... It, it was a living, I don't know, it was a living shield matrix thing to protect They used the Boronite to create a reflective barrier that made them invisible from the outside and protected them on the inside from all the scary universe. Yeah, but in order for them to be good and to atone for having used their five AU wide, or no, five, five light year wide mining, mining box that scared and hurt the individual big little people who were one but many, but also one helping out tech, uh, they had to then drop their shield because being part of the universe was important. Because the guy who came back from the dead said that to them at the very end, and then that's what they did. Uh, not really ever after. Oh, wait, then there's Stacey Abrams. <laughs> well, the, I think that was it. I, I just caught the whole episode. I just wonder how those... So the aliens look very alien. You have to communicate via lights and pheromones. But... How do they build all this advanced technology with no arms? They're, they effectively have tentacles for arms. Well, That's great. Tentacles are pretty articulate. They're graspy and floaty, but yeah, you're right. We've discussed this before, but something about J.J. Abrams' universe or Kiva Goldman, they, they just have a tentacle fetish. Everybody in New Trek has a tentacle fetish. Akiva definitely has a tentacle fetish. Just look at him. <laughs> you know what movie Akiva Goldsman was part of that I never knew? Oh, no. What? Hancock. What if all of Hollywood is secretly overrun with, with closet cult temple fetishes that completely pervades all of Hollywood, and it's the new Red Peril? Is it a secret, though? I want to see a McCarthyism-level congressional panel raking Hollywood over the coals for their tentacle porn. Fetishes. I feel that's like another season of Discovery, though. <laughs> so... So they migrated from, from pedophilia to tentacle fetish? It's no, better. It's the government that's into pedophilia, right? It's Hollywood that's into tentacles. Right, but... Did I get that wrong? I don't know. I, I'm really bad at my conspiracy theories. Whatever. Anyways, moving on to other Star Trek. I, I just have to comment, Darius. There's no conspiracy about it. Just saying. Fair enough. Other Star Trek. You guys call it the Cheerio. The USS Cerritos. Cerritos. It's a California-class ship. What does it do? Nothing. And why? Who knows? <laughs> Christ, I have to step up? All right, so there's two two prongs to the Cerritos. Uh, its shipability is it is a support ship. It uses a current in-game currency, much like the Discovery, or uh, with its uh, mycelium and with the or the uh, cloaking ships with its tetrions. Uh, same sort of graphics. You click on it, and if you have it in the same system as another ship, you support that ship. And then the other prong of the, and then the higher you tier the ship up, the less uh, of that currency, that fuel that it takes per activation, and the longer the support lasts. The second prong of it is research. It's in the new Starship tab, and there's, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, 12 researches that you can advance. And each one of those, when you open them up, what you get from the support depends on what research you have done and unlocked, uh, which is interesting in that you can support your own ship, but you can support other people as well. And when you support someone, the support they get is entirely dependent on the research that that player has done. And you can get a variety of things. You can, you can increase mitigation, reduce mitigation on the other side, increase damage, increase shield. Uh, there's armada buffs, hostile buffs, so whatever. A couple others. Yeah, um, there's a couple uh, 
a couple that are really big. They're like rare particles tech, but, but for the most part, you can get, like you said, there's also one that gives you uh, like a low key Dr. Bev shield regeneration buff or uh, like morale buff from Spock. This stuff is, it's expensive and it's, it's hard to stack so far. The currency for it in the first week of the arc is very, very lean. But over time, it will get better as more people have the stuff, right? The packs that you can buy are also, to get the ship parts for the Cerritos are also very miserly. So you don't, yeah. you don't get very much upgrade out of a pack. A is there pack. any way you can even get the upgrade parts? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's a new event that is supposed to proc a tiered low of an event on Wednesdays. I, I don't recall the name of it. That every Wednesday... California class. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do something, and then you gain... I think it might be hostile grinding. You gain the ability to get Cerritos parts in addition to the uh, the refinery that you get them out of, which is now in the support tab, uh, the new support tab. And then if you are Ops 40 or above, you get a different Wednesday. Um, you need to be tier 5, I think, as well, yeah. right? Well, there's, I think it seems like there's like three or four levels to it. There's the base mm -hmm. level. And there's is this is my understanding. Then you have to be fortieth level to get like kind of the next tier. Yeah, but how do you get the primary tokens? I'm getting to it. And then you have to be fortieth level and have a tier five Cerritos. And then you kind of get that next level of event that pays up better. And then if you have a tier twelve Cerritos, you get like the super event. Of course, if you have a T twelve Cerritos, why the fuck are you doing the event anymore? So, so it's a G four ship. Is that what it is? It is. It's a G four epic. It's a G4 Explorer. Jesus. Variety. So far, the three ways that that you can get, other than uh, battle pass or events popping things up, you can do the, the refinery. And what you do is you do the weekly uh, Wednesday event, and then you get those refinery tokens. And then those are what you spend in the support tab under the refinery, Cerritos refinery. This seems... Overly complicated. It is. got to do it's that. fucking retarded. And there's only a chance to get the parts. And they mm. threw it in there with a whole bunch of other garbage. I think you get three stacks at each refine for, a K, for 1K, right? So you get parts, the uh, bait, how was it? Uh, not the urban. The urban is the one you can collect daily, which is the currency for the, the support, right? There's the uh, particles. They've just Polar added way too much to yeah. this so yeah, there's three so there's three areas that you need the Cerritos parts you need well four you need the invernite whatever the fuck it's called that's the fuel that allows you to activate support of the cheerio there's the Cerritos parts which you need to tear up the actual Cerritos so you get a cost break on the invernite and the duration lasts longer there's fucking particles a name i can't remember who's what culver that culver like was culver the scene. rare one they're okay. rare culver that and culver right. You get the culver particles, and that's what you use as the prerequisite material to get the research done. And then there's a rare culver, which there are these three prime, prime-esque level researches for the Cheerio. That if you get that, then you can you can do those researches. And I believe you don't get those until your Cheerios T12, which is unwise. Correct. It looks like. So it seems like you're you're doing more work to upgrade this thing than you are actually using the thing. Well, if you have a 
vast here, so you know, so according to you know stfc.space, right? You're looking at it. I don't remember exactly how long it is, but it's pretty long, right? You could your cooldown to activate support on a ship with your ship is two minutes, right? By default, at ship tier one, ship level one, it's a three minute support, right? So you could drop it on two people in three minutes, right? It goes Every up to eight minutes. minutes. Yeah. If it's maxed, it's eight minutes. Uh, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, so it's eight minutes, right? So you'd have the time to do four or five times when you were in an armada, however many times, because it'll expire before you do it, right? So, and it has to be active when the armada goes off. It can't be like anywhere in the middle, right? So it's also obvious you can see when a Cerritos is supporting because it gets a little floaty badgy badge next to it, Tech. <laughs> yeah, it looks like badgy. This is going to be my next question, is yeah. uh, how is badgy as an officer? Um, these lower deck officers suffer from being lower rank, right? So... If you're going to socket them below decks just because they have a shitty ability for like 15% of X, right? Whatever the hell. It's not that awesome, right? Badgy, I think, reduces opponent mitigation below decks and then increases your mitigation uh, on the bridge, I think. But as an officer, not as a I captain. Think, like right captain. now, the only really viable route for to use the new officers, Badgy, Boimler, and Mariner, which no one don't has yet probably is if you're running like a maxed out t3 you have so many officer slots open that you could probably afford to slot some of them in and and take the stat hit from below decks but uh people that are running g4 cutting edge ships g4 g5 they just can't afford to take the stat hit that takes away from the bonus to their ship because they don't just don't have that many below decks open yet so really, right. that would, that would my sense. take on it I is just... they're really only a bonus at this point, and probably will even ever, ever be a bonus on ships that are extremely, regardless of their, their grade, whether they're G2, 3, 4, 5, uh, they're only going to really pay off on really high-tier ships that have a lot of unlocked below deck, and, and the players can afford to lose those stats. So what you're saying is next arc, they're going to release an an epic evil badgie. I mean, if they did, Tech, he would suffer from the same problem, right? Where he's a lower deck officer with weird abilities that we have low stats, right? So if you, even a, like a low tier epic can still cause you a lot of problems on a G5 or G4 ship if you have two spots below decks, right? Trying to get to 45,000 for your Tribune, right? Or whatever the hell, whatever the number is for the ship, right? It's a big number. And putting, a, even putting, a mariner, like a rank one mariner down there, it's not going to help as much as putting, like, you know, freaking cracks, you know. Take, for example, uh, G4. Like, say you're running, you're in your early 40s and you're running a, a G4 uncommon warship, a Kelvin, a Valdor, or a uh, yeah. Katanga. And until you get to T5, you really don't have much, you're struggling with that. You know, G3, tier nine, G3s are eating their lunch. They're beating the crap out of you. And you get to tier five, you get the next below deck opened up. And you get to the point where if you have really good epic officers that you could stack below decks, you can get one easily, prob maybe two of your three bonus categories maxed out. And then when that, that uncommon G4 gets to T7, that's when if you really stack out your below decks with epics, right, or high stat, we'll just call it high stat officers, you can get all three maxed out. So you're talking like a T7 uncommon G4 
still doesn't really have the capability to put into one of these new below deck officers. They just can't afford to take that that stat hit. So unless you're like, and I'm speaking in generalizations, but if you're like, unless you're like, your ship is is T eight T nine G three or a a T eight T nine T ten G four, you can't afford to give up those below deck spots. So you're taking such a negative to get a little positive that. I don't know. I think it's once again another example of Scopey not really understanding their math. Those uh, below deck officer abilities needed to be vastly more potent to make attractive and viable. Agreed on all counts. But have, has anybody maxed them? Has yeah, anybody maxed I mean, those officers? I can't imagine. The I mean, sourcing has been pretty lean. Yeah, you could have a badgie unlocked, unlocked right now right. if you bought the pack. Uh, I have not unlocked. Mariner, Mariner, or uh, uh, Boimler. Yeah, I'm close to unlocking Boimler. I got lucky on a couple Cerritos refinery pulls. He's close for me. I've got Badgie at tier two right now, and his bonus is at twenty percent. It only goes up to sixty percent. And I should have the Mariner tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably see a lot of T1 Mariners pop out after this SLB auction. Yeah, which I mean, the map is remains to be seen because her bonus is damage. By forty percent at tier one, and then goes fifty-five percent. Yeah, it's just we we just need to get it in our hands and do testing. I mean, if you have the unlocked below deck spots that you can afford to take that stat hit, it's a bonus. But you know, unless you're running around, and I think that really that the below deck officers are really going to pay off for the people that are running out max G threes right now. Or if you have like six or seven docks, and you need to just throw shit on another ship. Fair enough. Well, even fair enough, but like it would depend more on like a lot of folks still fight with their G three epics, right? And if you're trotting out a G three epic and you're like ops forty three or whatever, and someone's ops forty nine trotting out their G three epic, it's not a big difference, right? But this could make a difference if they take two spots, get some lower dex abilities. And but to the point of like whether it's Kelvin versus Kelvin, someone's giving up their choice of a third or a second spot. It would just it causes you way too much loss. Because you could not hit the ship max. So I like I like the idea of running it with G3 epics because that's what I was planning to do. But I don't know if that's how people are going to use it, right? They're gonna when people are gonna make mistakes with how to deploy these things, that'll be great because then you know when people do dumb crew things, then you can beat them easier. You can now also check, see if someone how many people they have below decks when you highlight a ship. So you see if they've got yeah, you Yeah, I've seen that. You can see that there's little head icons next to like four. If they have four below decks, right? You can't see. I, I don't know for a fact that you can or cannot see if they have lower deck abilities active, but it might be able to from some of the screenshots I've seen because I haven't seen anyone with a badge live below decks and known for a fact they had one. But yeah, if, if you can see, like, if you see a tier five Kelvin with the right people, you'll see three little head icons because they got three spots below decks. If you see a tier four, tier nine, forty-five enterprise, you'll see seven if they properly loaded it up. So, so you can only see how many head icons they have, not how, not which officers they got. Below decks, that's correct. Unless you you may be able to see if they are lower decks by the icon. There's a different color icon, looking icon for lower decks. Oh, I see. So, what I'm hearing is there's <laughs> how many more in-game currencies now that you got to worry about? Like three. Cerritos parts. Urbanite, Culver, and Culver Air Cobalt Particles. So, yeah, I mean, two types for research, one for the ship build, 
and uh, one for the shipability. So it's like mycelium discovery parts and spore drive parts, right? Or discovery yeah. only has spore drive parts, I guess. So there's a spore drive that's, parts. That's, yeah. It's a lot of stuff cool. to worry about. I want to post uh, in the chat a comparison of tier five to tier five across the board of Mariner. And just I just picked Jayla. And the attack defense health stats aren't that terrible. Is are Jayla's stats higher? Mariner's just by default. Um, Mariner's on the left and Jayla's on the right. Um, well, the depends the on the category. The difference in why it's kind of problematic now is nobody has a tier five Mariner. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's going to take time to get all those up, so they're not that useful yet. But as I'm looking at, like, say, Ensign 1 rank from both, it's pretty similar, actually. Yeah, I think Mariner is the same category epic as Jayla um, and a Borg, really, because they all, there's like three types of, of officer, like, mm -hmm. I guess, sub tier, right? There's like your base officers, like, you know, Kelvin Kirk, and then you've got like the, the Borg, and then you've got Augments, right? They have higher stats in the end than the others. Um, I think both, I think Mariner and all the, Officers from Lower Decks and Jayla slash etc. fall into the higher tier of officer stat category, like the higher stat budget, if you will. I think. I mean, with Mariner, I mean, Badgie's never going to have enough stats as an uncommon to offset. You know, yeah. taking a, an epic out of your below decks, Mariner, uh, time will or sorry, Boimler, time will tear. But Mariner, uh -huh. you know, a, a T four and a T five Mariner may very well have stats that that equal. I'd say a max Badgie has better stats than a max Zhao. Yeah, Badgie falls into he's like he's like a Joaquin or um, uh, yeah. Mara or whatever they are. Not Marla, but do people still use Zhao? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, people may, still use? maybe it's whale well problems, defense, but like the synergy. two primary docks that I used for my my two warships. You know, it below decks is just nothing but tier five maxed out epic officers. So for me to pull one of them for an uncommon is a huge stat hit. Yeah, I can imagine. I think Mariner right, in tier four and tier five probably absolutely will be comparable in stats to one of like you know like your a max tier epic that you were using below decks before for pure stat gain. But the problem is fucking. What are we looking at? Six months with sourcing before that becomes viable. That anybody can even get that. That seems like a really six yeah. months would be generous. I mean, it's, it's, even if Scopely tries to do better, it's like think about Michael Burnham, right? Like, but without thinking about Michael Burnham, think about her as her stats and her abilities, right? Even sourcing her with away team missions, it's yeah, real I'm tough like, to get. I'm like 300 shards away from tier five, and and I've applied myself. Yeah, I'm I'm about the same, and I, I've tried. I've spent money because she's worth but it. That, that is kind of a problem. Like, I mean. Damned if you do, damned if you don't for Scopely. Like if if you have the ability to like instantly max out these officers, they they become part of the uh, you know the, the power war, the power creep. But you know, like oh, well, in six six to twelve months, I will have this officer in a place that I make up the stats that I lose by pulling another officer. So where the below deck ability actually does give me a a a tangible bonus that just seems poorly implemented i think that they needed to double or triple what the below decks were giving for source for source uh, no no they're, they're fine they're, they're below deck officer ability 
bonuses they give. I think if they need oh, to right, double right. or even triple those values, and then they would have been attractive and viable without to offset taking the stat hit. Yeah, if I was looking at five times the, the rank five ability for like a badgie of rank one, and it just went up kind of the same the same magnitude from the five being first, yeah, that might be interesting because by rank five it would be like a three hundred percent bonus, right? And that that is interesting but to me. But they're probably gun shy of ever giving an uncommon that level. They're just they're terrified of making another uh, you know Talon and, and Chen. Well, Chen. I mean. Here's here's a here's an example of where they've done this and it's fine. Like Lenar, right? Lenar is a green officer that has the same percent faction damage bonus as Yuki, as Mirek, and right? He just he's versus Klingons. But he's green. And it's it's an offsetting weird thing that they've never really admitted, I guess, but it's the same guy, right? He's he's five hundred percent at rank five bonus damage for Klingons with based on attack, right? And it's 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 Silly, right? The only difference is his stats are not as good, I guess, right? He has a green officer stat budget, not a blue officer stat budget. But who gives it enough, right? I'm still doing, you know, five times my attack value bonus damage. And the same thing with Yuki or whoever. And uh, Yanag, the other guy, the uh, Klingon that does yeah, well. Yeah, he's another green one, right? So th they can do this. They just have been, I don't know, they don't pay as much as. Or if they ever did pay attention. Maybe they don't notice that they're <laughs> I, I look at it as just another case of they don't play their own game enough. And so they thought, oh, hey, you know, we can add in this this neat little kind of thing that will, you know, shake up maybe a little bit what you do. It's, it's not going to be overpowering, but it'll give people that are paying attention an edge. And they did not consider really the stat impact and implications and how that affects especially the G4 and G5 ships where it's quite expensive to get those opened up enough to have spare below deck slots. Well, I, I just I just find the disparity between the common, uncommon, rare, and epic officers. Like, the, the gap is so wide, right? So, like, a maxed out green officer is like, if you, if you look at the numbers in your um, in your whatever officer deck it's like six thousand and then if you look at your maxed out yeah. epic officer, it's like thirty five thousand or something. You're yeah, like that, wow. That, yeah that gap is huge and it just gets worse as you level up. And then th that compounds on other things like I have people that you know will mention like, you know, why don't you care as much about away teams? And it's like, well <clears throat> Yeah, I can send people out and sometimes get stuff back, but if I actually want the critical success items, which for me at my level is primarily what I'd be interested in, I have to grab epic officers, which, you know, my, my primary ships are stacked below deck with epic officers just to meet the criteria, you know, for the full buff. So then I either have to do speed-ups or, you know, like it's 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 just... The, the disparity in those stats is, is significant and problematic. Well, not to mention for the away missions, you gotta, you, you gotta do, what is it, uh, credits for the, the attributes? You gotta up, up all their attributes, and to do an epic one is insane. Well, yeah, they, they added that in just to like piss in my Cheerios even more, but yes. Because, uh, yeah, I, I remember when I was doing away missions, I, I pretty much maxed 
one epic and two rares. And I ran this one mission that when it popped up and it got me like, I don't know, like four, four to five thousand latinum at a time, just, just from doing the away mission. Again, I'm, I was level 36, 37, 38. So that to me was highly beneficial. But I can't imagine if you're like trying to source data shards or Lorca shards that you really need those epic officers with their attributes maxed sent out and for like, what is it, seven day missions or whatever they are? Three to five, yeah. Three to five? I thought they were seven days. But I mean, it's. it's, it's yeah. There's some seven days. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they give you the BPs for like, at least some of the G5 ship BP ones were seven days. Ah, that'd be why I don't have those. Like, 49 does not give me the G5 missions. I'm doing a quick comparison of officer stats in the background tech. But yeah, the, it, it, again, <laughs> also, also officer stats are relative to your own player level slash research prioritization for officer research, right? Like, do you have double primer officers and all the other BS that goes into officer stats? But like a... Your your away team stats for officers are their base stats non-modified by your ship bonuses, because there are some researches that help officer stats for all the time, others that only help them on ships, like versus their captain or when they're on the bridge. So it gets really complicated and annoying. Um so yeah, I there are better green officers than other green officers. Like all pigs are created equal, but some pigs are more equal than other pigs. It does seem know? like um, Scopely has painted into itself into a corner that they had some officers that were uncommon yeah. and were green and, and that were vastly more valuable than you usually would assign to an uncommon or to a common officer. And we've clearly seen that those were unintended consequences on Scopely's part. So they've made it to the point where if it's not our epic, especially for higher ops play, if it's not an epic, you don't care about it. And so they flirt with this idea of like, oh, we're going to make officers that are non-epic more viable and useful. But at the same time, they seem like they're afraid to commit to that because they don't want to do another Chen. They don't want to do another Moreau. They don't want to do another Talon. Okay, they another Talon at least. But yeah, the... Yeah, it's it's a question of like the 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 greens that come in the fashion polls, right? You know, the, the Scotty Arcadi Sulus, the um, Likasa Kaug and Yanach, right? Like these are greens that are out there with novel abilities, but they don't have great stats. Some of them are very very useful. At least the three Klingons. I feel like Scopely's also shooting themselves in the foot. They definitely have tried to be more cognizant of unintended consequences of uncommon officers, but that just makes them all generally worthless. Like the, these are officers that you happen to, you know, you'll bump up to spend the XP for some leaderboard or something. And, and that's it. They're otherwise useless. So now Scopely, you know, you as a company, you're, ha- you're spending time having people develop these officers and, their abilities and whatever. And even though it's pretty straightforward, it's still they have to create the art assets, all that shit. Like they're they're actually wasting their own money making this useful stuff or useless stuff that nobody's interested in. It just it seems like they could do better on so many fronts by shortening the gap in stats between epic, rare, and uncommon officers. Well the way you do that is the way you'd use them. Like, for example, does anybody use common officers anymore? Yeah. 
not very oh. many, but I do. Um, I will. I but I I can get away with using them on shitty away missions that I don't care about, right? Like I just throw them at them all the time. I use a couple on the bridge, and I do put them below decks on miners so that I can get to the ship max for a miner. Because I do run miners with shipments. Um, yeah, other than miners, that I mean, like I think I have to to crew one one on one of my miners, and that's it. Um, you mean like uh, you know, there's there's Scotty, there's uh, Domitia, and then there's Helvia, okay. right? There's Helvia, Domitia, Scott, Cadet Scott, right? Um, I'll yeah. still use Scotty. I'll still Gala. use, yeah, use Scotty for range. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Gala and Talon you actually use for hostiles, but like, I mean, I mean other than for all, now, all the all the other ones, right? You know, you have like Cadet McCoy and Cadet Kirk and Cadet Uhura and Cadet McCoy still has some utility. He says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, actually, Cadet McCoy is a, a kind of bad example there because. Uh, yeah. uh, that's because of the counter to, to ROM now. So he's what? He's part of the counter to ROM. If somebody maxes, if some, or rather, he's part of the the ROM counter, counter versus counter. So, like, if somebody just puts in crass, you can counter crass without synergy with running cadet. Is that McCoy and uh, yeah. is it is it uh, Doctor Next Gen Crusher? Yeah. Right. So so let yeah, me next gen let me nerd explain these fuckers. So Rom has yeah. <laughs> Rom as captain has changed the meta to make it vastly more easy to crack bases with him as captain. So people were coming up with counters to Rom, you know, action reaction. And one of the counters that people were coming up with ROM was to use Cross as captain, generally with Synergy, and one of your defense ships in your station. And then Cross, when he procs, uh, has the potential to negate ROM and take away the ROM advantage. And then McCoy, whose officer ability gives a bonus to the captain's ability, can be a counter to the counter. And you can stack it twice with the two cadets that have that ability tech. Right. So this this so really so, yes. so you put ROM with cadets on the side to to negate somebody using cross to defend their station. This this really comes yes. into <laughs> not even not necessarily higher level <laughs> play, but uh, intelligent play. This is where certain people are playing chess with their officers, and other people are playing checkers. And that's probably an unintended consequence of releasing ROM. I would assume. No, they knew. They knew. They they knew well, with, that you could use I mean, the cadets. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm a fair hand with officers, but I'm I'm not one of these fucking cutting edge dudes like Tolstoy that, that lives for this shit. And as soon as I saw Rom, my brain was starting to percolate. Hmm. I think Cross. I'm gonna have to test with Cross. I think he would be a good counter to Rom. And if I can figure it out. These smart fuckers are gonna max. They're gonna figure it out, maximize it. Man, I remember back in the teens, Cross was useful, and then all of a sudden he went away. Well, as our abilities as players go up, right? As your bonuses increase, right? Having a minus twenty percent with base Cross and bridge, or as a captain rather, is not that big a deal, right? It's better minus fifty percent to stats or sixty percent to stats when he's at max rank. It's not as big a deal when you're dealing with like. 410% officer stat bonuses, right? So sure. 
it, it, it's as the game has grown, the officer abilities that were kind of at or near launch or in the first 15 months have not scaled to keep pace, right? As the creep of abilities has gotten stronger, like you mentioned earlier about like newer officers have better stats than older officers where their stat budget, if you will, nets out to higher. Although con's still useful. I guess. Um, and just uh, not so much with freaking Tasha Yar's evil twin, um, which can outpace Khan at some point, right? So it, it gets it gets iffy to it. Um, he, she doesn't help you with more in round one. But yeah, but, um, what's her name? What the fuck her name is? Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, so there are certainly yeah. oh, really? oh, really? anti-crit build routes that you can go to try and counter yeah. max tier cons or T3 and above uh, Honor God Wharfs. You know, Honor God Wharf came out, and especially for the whales that spent heavily in the auctions, you know, they got into they got into T2 and T3. <laughs> Honor Guard Wharfs a lot while everybody else is trying to get T1s, which, you know, is kind of the natural order of the pay-to-play model. Uh, and all of a sudden, people were starting to take anti-crit builds really fucking serious. Well, Scopely gave us Toss Spock in the transporter pattern store right before Crit Wharf got released, right? And you can always see Scopely telegraph this shit. Hey, there's this officer that's going to help with this other thing that's coming, right? Um, it was you can do it with toss back if you want to, but if they've got a really high crit damage bonus, then you need to do it with toss a hurt, right? So it's it's like a we get a thing and they give us a thing. Usually there's a way to deal with that thing, but it does take sometimes chess versus checkers. This reminds me of that Star Trek episode where the Organians uh, inhabited Malcolm and Travis, and they're sitting down and playing chess, and they're like. Well, checkmate in 322 moves. Like, wow, this game is so simple. Well, I mean, there's some value as their wealth sea of officer grows. It takes away the ability to just have one premier crew for everything, which is probably not not a good thing. For I mean, it's a good thing for the whales that if you can source that you can make sure that you're always ahead of the power curve through spending with the, the auction SLBs, it's good for you. But until everybody else catches up, but if you have like just like a couple of crews that are top dog at everything, I don't know, kind of stagnates. But the, the consequence of having the greater wealth of officers is the people that are playing, che- playing checkers, they're just fucking lost. They're just throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping something wins an occasional fight. It's... But I love those people. They bring joy to my life. <laughs> Especially when they spend a bunch of money and they're still cooking with mom's spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, we, we know I some know of, those people. of those people. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is. Why, why do you guys got to make fun of me like that? That's not nice. <laughs> Handy, Handy still runs on his Enterprise. He still runs Boss McCoy and Uhura. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so triple Spock, man. No, or no, or nothing. Triple, yeah. Spock. yeah this triple, triple Spock is the <laughs> way to go. Let's be yeah, honest. Don't, don't I've spent a part of the last year trying to educate Handy on crews. It's it's just a lost cause. It's time to move on. <laughs> so we we well, triple this has been the most we've talked about the game in two years of this show, Tech. No, that's not necessarily true. 
Okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. We, now that we, we have that first hour things. of geekiness, what's next on the agenda? <laughs> yeah. Turf War! So Turf is, war. is everybody's alliance or uh, servers whining and crying that people are out hitting ships? Or they just don't no, show No, because we can't find fucking ships to hit. It's Turtle power. It's, it's tumbleweeds. Like yeah, some, some of these guys have a- actively reached out to me and, and literally told me we're not going to PVP. E- like, even if you guys join our TC, we're just going to give up the territory for the week then. And we'll just get it back next week. Like, p- for real? It, it is, yeah. Full stop. Just full stop. We cannot, we cannot get, yeah, we cannot get nuts to drop anywhere on our fucking server. That's insane. Why would people do that? Wait, is this that seven-day event, fourteen-day event where well, you take territories again? Yeah, for the benefit of people, don't play the game anymore. They changed the metric every time they run this. They've changed the scoring metric, and in Fuck this metric, people. they changed the scoring to you know taking, taking new territory, defending territory, and then also actually going out to a, a, an active. TC defense doesn't have to be yours. You don't even have to be involved in trying to take it. You can you can score PVP points and lose PVP points. So it behooves you if you want a good score. And they're running a a cross server solo leaderboard to go to every TC active TC defense you can find and murder everything that moves. I mean, I I was on yesterday with uh, some of the Nona guys in their in their voice chat, and it they're just just the background noise, the chatter of what of of tactically what listening to you guys operate. You are seeing vastly more PvP than we're than we are, forty five, yeah. which is just great. Well, thirty one apparently is everybody's on board because the the leaderboard is showing a lot of activity from server thirty one. I wish we had somebody from thirty one here. I don't think we do. Uh, that means wait, are you guys are you guys at war still, or did you guys start a new war? No, no, there's no I mean, war. Right peace broke out. Oh, there, you... Yeah, I mean, like we literally, we literally set it up so that that. It would be as fair to everybody as possible by like G three, um, like we put out rules yesterday where where it was going to be G threes for everybody, and they were just like, mm, no, we're still not going to show up. So <laughs> it's just like, really? are they that terrified to give points to you guys that they would rather see the whole server I not be think, on the leaderboard? Uh, I, I to give you some credit. I think these are our chickens coming home to roost. We have broken the will of so many people in PvP that if we're involved in PvP, yes. they're only they feel like their only recourse is just not to play. So well, essentially, is, you browbeat your server into submission so much that now you can't even enjoy the game, is what you're telling me. To, to yeah. a degree, there's some truth there. Because people just don't stack up against us well in pvp even when it's similar power because we spend so much time making sure our players have a better understanding of of officers battle triangle etc and so yeah these people don't want to come out lose 250 points and also have to pay for a repair 
They, they just look at it as, okay, what am I getting out of this? Nothing. And, and there, there's a couple people that, that do SOS a little bit up, like a... A know, couple of SOS that, defenses, that, they put up a, a fairly moderate spirited defense. we got to give them credit yeah, for that. Yeah. But, but a lot of the other larger alliances... I don't know if their leadership encouraged them to not participate. Like I, I, you know, I'm not privy to that, but they just don't want to play and have reached out and told me explicitly like, yeah, you know, e even in trying the G3 only so that it would be more even, they, they just didn't want to because they were still getting slammed. Like they, they came out for the first few TCs and then that was that it, it was, it was over. So I was not on top of the leaderboards in 34. Yes. Pars is leading his leaderboard. Yes, well, so if there's anyone from server 31, you can go ahead and die in a fucking fire and stay away from my number one spot. Is this not trash talk? My bad. <laughs> so that... <laughs> uh, server 31, I respect you, and so I, that makes I, an interesting I, I question. Is, I personally don't... I mean, there's a lot of theory crafting going out that you know, uh, let's see what 34, you guys keep going up against 31, 45, we keep going up against 43. Yeah. For some reason, Scopely has identified those as being peer servers for us, respectively. And, uh, and I know a lot of people think that those they're testing the waters and gathering data for potential server merges in the future, not knowing what Scopely's choosing to do with that data. They may be well shooting their own server in the dick. Because they're denying us the opportunity to score and represent our server. I would say that, that that's, that's incredibly concern. accurate. But but the problem here is that Scopely is not creating good enough events to get people. So there's the engaged. real problem. Uh, so so history has shown time and time again that they don't make the rewards for PvP events worth it for non. Because there's people that are going to go out in PvP just to PvP. They're looking for an excuse every day anyway. You give them an event, they're ecstatic. But you have the, the great unwashed masses of the server just do not want to be in these PvP events. And Scopely needs to make these PvP, PvP events straight up PvP without alternate scoring. And they, make, they need to make them vastly uh, profitable. And they need to make them long. None of this one-day PvP. Uh, I, I, I've said before on a previous podcast or two, I would love to see them run a PvP event that ran 28 days, the entire length of the battle pass. So people were, they couldn't turtle. They're like, I got to go out and do all of these things to achieve my battle pass uh, daily uh, objectives to get my battle pass points, to get my, my payoff, and I'm going to have to PvP the whole time I'm doing everything else in the game. That's well, never going to happen because they're terrified yeah. they're going to lose player in droves if they take that move. I, I, I don't know their motivation. I, I, I think that's plausible. The only way that's going to happen is if they, if they mitigate some of, those, some of those events. Like, for example, they had one where they used damage dealt or hull damage or something to score points. So even if you lose, you gain points. A lot of these events, before I stopped playing was the you know the discovery pvp events where after a certain point you get all the whales coming in and you start losing points for pvp and that's just a huge turnoff nobody wants to see that they're like negative 600 or something well yeah you don't actually see that you're negative 600. 
Yeah, I was just going to say nobody wants well, negatives. So, so on that note, though, Tech, they, they, there's a there's a mechanism in this event where if you are supported by a Cerritos and you lose during a TC event that's active for this event, you gain 750 points because you get a thousand points for for being supported by a Cerritos and dying, and you lose 250 points for dying. Like, so if you're not supported by a Cerritos, to a lesser degree, you can points. get bonus points for cloaking but, as well. The problem is sure. with the yes. the Cheerio coming out. We know Scopely too well, and I, I feel like a lot of us just look at that as a blatant cash grab to get people to to to, to buy packs to get Cheerio fuel and Cloak fuel, so they can start. Mm-hmm. And because that's exactly you know, what it is. I think it is as well, Handy. But even if it wasn't, Scopely has lost any credibility for us to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, I didn't even buy the stupid Cheerio yet. Because it it was too blatant a cash grab in this one, and it it just I don't know, it doesn't seem that important. Uh, I got the ship. For me. I got the ship. I mean, it, but it's, it's just more the research. As soon as this arc is over and this event stops, people are going to completely forget about this stupid shit. Well, until they until they rejigger it, and then you get all these hidden benefits, probably. But I remember, I remember there was but, a. But the way they do it, because uh, so I got the pack for the research to get so that I could do some of my research, because yes, being supported is great, but you just don't need everyone in your alliance running around with a support ship. So it, it just the importance of the ship itself is not greatly significant, except for the fact that they have. Some of the further up research, you know, is is barricaded behind. You have to have the ship for for its um, refinery. But you know, I figured I'll just buy the partial pack and let a couple Wednesdays roll through, and uh, you know, get it for yeah. free in a couple weeks. Can I talk about that really quick? So, so if you or buy, so if you bought a, if you bought a Cheerio already, right? I've got a hundred BPs from a Cheerio, and I have it. And I finished my Elite Battle Pass, and I have fifty. Well, in five to six weeks or whatever it takes after this, once I'm running California class, I'll have a second Cerritos, which is a an interesting meta because then I have one sitting outside my station that I can support my shit with, and then I send my ships away, they do their fighting, and then I can support them again with another ship that's closer. Kind of like how Chef had two discoveries, right? Um, it's it is a more if this me- if this support mechanic kicks in and is has utility that's not just money grab utility, right? If it becomes a useful player feature, having two of these would be super easy to do, super logical to do. But it doesn't seem like that's what they will do, right? It'll continue to just be like, you know, buy the upgrade pass for your Tetrion, Mycelium, and now uh, Urbanite Bacon Packs, or whatever the fuck they're called, you know? Duration, duration, duration. Well, there's three things. I'm not saying it's a good... I'm not saying you should do it. There's three benefits you get from tiering it. You get uh, the uh, duration extends, the cost of cost, cost of materials over. that activate the uh, the boost from the Cerritos gets lower as you tier it up. And, and then, like many, if when you tier up the ship, the rewards out of your Cerritos refinery tab get better. Remember, there's that tier five point. Yeah, it's the rare, once you hit really high tier, I think it's nine, um, the rare stuff that you can start refining and getting the uh, the research for the rare. 
And the only node that reduces the cost of the Irvinite is the warp drive node. For me, I just got it. I believe it's and 100 per I'm just going to coast on. Per upgrade. My thought was just get it because I need to have the ship to yep. enable the event on Wednesdays to, to populate. And, and <laughs> yeah. I'll just coast on the event. That's the only node that affects the cost of the Irvinite going down. Would they allow to stack yeah. if you have two Cerritos? You got two badges? They do not stack. They do not stack. Oh, so you yeah. could, so if you have two, you could you could potentially turn on your because own and turn on someone else. Because it's activating like an on-off switch, yes. zero and one, of the player that's receiving. And the, when you the, when you are targeted again by a refresh, it resets in the that tree. If the Cerritos that gave you the boost Correct. is killed, you lose no. the boost as well, don't you? I thought. So I don't know. That's why you have used it uh, operationally, but I believe like DJ was saying that. Yep. And if you recall if, like, to your, your station, Cerritos and your target ship. Or in the same going, system, the Cerrito boost. boost on a ship, and then the Cerritos gets killed. The boost, yep. the boost still runs on the yep. target boosted ship till the timer runs. So, you, so you really have to actively no, watch. We're, we're talking about the boosted ship. The boosted ship gets so that you activate it just just in time, or if that ship uh, recalls the station, well, there's, the still active, to me, there's the an interesting yep. break that. So. I mean, take Armadas, for example. So say you're like a mid-level alliance and you're... Watch that timer. You've yeah. got all your, your six or six best dudes together and you're trying to do the highest level Armadas that you can do. And you're running optimal ships and you're running optimal crews and you just can't get what that, that whatever it is you're trying to achieve, that 45 epic, whatever. And you're like, oh, Cerritos could put you over the top. But where... For what you would have to spend it in packs to get a really good Cerritos and get really good, uh, most importantly, Cerritos experience uh, research, you're probably better off just getting a ship pack. Yeah. Now, for, and then consequently for the whales, you know, that's, I mean, we're looking at a, a, a metric fuck ton of ship packs to, you know, even upgrade a single component. So, Cerritos theoretically give us more value, especially considering that we're dealing with higher base numbers with our ships. But we don't care. We don't need it anyway. Does it stack with um, exocomps? Yes. Right. right. It's, 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 I mean, stacks tech. Right. It, yeah. It, it's all additive. So you can be like, okay, come up here, support me, so then I can cloak. So when I attack, you yes. know. Yeah. yeah. You get you start it, it, all your, not so much stack. It's and it activate like your uh, your plus sixty percent damage or percent damage. Or well, the exocomp you have to do before you leave the station. But yeah, generally speaking, yes. Yeah, very very catchy, intricate, very fragile strings of buffing. I mean, so the only really place that the Cerritos is going to play a a value that I see anyway is if you are facing an opponent, PvP or PvE, that has a, a very tiny advantage on you, that the Cerritos can push you over the top into victory. It's really the only, only, only value I see in the Cerritos. And, I mean, and maybe there's some play at, at various op levels of the game that, that that's got value, significant value. But at those lower ops levels, I think you're just better off putting packs into your ship and getting more raw power. I mean, for me, my opponents at this point, either I dog stomp them easily or they knock the shit out of me. A little bit of boost isn't going to help me. 
Just just watch. Next month, I would like legendary, legendary armadas, so I don't care. And the only way to beat them <laughs> is to have boosted ships. And, and not they only can that, just be G five armadas. They don't need to be gold colored. We, we just need to the 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 Well, in in pure scopely fashion, what's going to happen is that these gonna be gold armadas are going to give you gold armada shards, which will give you a new tab in your alliance yeah, uh, tab so you can refine it once every 14 <laughs> days. And then the initial payouts are going to be like 15 and you need 60,000 for the first tier. <laughs> there we go. That, that that tracks with some of the G5 Yay, uh, more requirements. You need 50,000 or you got three from this refine. Have fun. All right. I would like to add just... Uh, you know, Darius and I were going over the numbers of a couple of battle logs, um, like the day after this ship came out, right? And uh, so yeah, I just took my pylum and threw it at uh, level forty nine heavies. You know, I was just yeah. The numbers don't quite add up. I know that. Unboosted. I know that. Yeah. Our... And the base stats, like the base armor penetration, never changed. All that stuff. So there's hidden, there's hidden scopely data in these battle logs that needs to come out. <laughs> but yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> What I was finding, right? Yeah. What, I, what I was, what I was finding. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. What I was finding is because at that point in time, I had every node unlocked. Right now, um, during those tests, it was like a ninety percent. And what I was finding is that the amount of crits that were hitting uh, between unboosted versus boosted doubled, and the damage, the average damage. I think what was it like six hundred sixty thousand unboosted? It went up to like one point two million, something like that, Darius. Yeah, so, and that was just with one research node unlocked, um, you know, like one out of 10 for each each node. So I do think as that tech gets bumped, there could be some significant value, especially if you've got that boost running for eight minutes. Because that test alone, looking at the average damage, the, the rounds it was going, it seemed to like decrease on average one round. You know, like unboosted was going from like nine to 11 versus eight to 10-ish. Okay, so all I really see here with this new content Scopely's putting out is further increasing the divide between whales and regular players. It's just going to continue doing that. And my concern is, is it's going to do one of two things. Either it's going to it, motivate it, some of these players it, I don't know to start spending so, more, I don't know if or more likely is we're going to see it rows of people quitting well, I because mean, they're going to give it, it up. It does, but I look at it as like they introduced, I think they introduced it as because us whales can be competitive. Of course it does. Look at it this way. It's a new way to get us to try to find an edge against one another when mm -hmm. ships and officers are otherwise relatively equal. So it's just a new way to get us to spend money. To But, but you are right in that it does if we if we buy into it to, to find that, that little edge against other whales. That's not an edge. Well, that little edge becomes an even bigger edge against non-whales, and, and we just get issue, that much more powerful. My issue with that is, as a whale, I don't need the Cerritos. That's Correct. kind of, but to me, that's kind of another issue. I think it also becomes I don't really that think that Cerritos gives the whales any advantage over non-whales. So now, uh, every whale I mean, has it, to do this, reality, otherwise... As a whale, I can stomp any non-whale. I don't need any Cerritos. It's well, yeah, that, that's true. As much as it can, yeah, as much as it can boost us even further, like it, it, well, that's true. 
Right, that's but, saying but, that yeah, you're you're whale, talking whale on whale violence because us versus G four. Um, like for for example, guys, you, you you've got a situation. G five is just too vast. You've got a situation, sure. boom, like this. Um, so Joe Schmo goes up against Billy Bob, and Billy Bob always gets blown up because he's going against Triangle, and the ships are about the same power, about the same officers. I mean, but now Billy ship, Bob has the fucking Cerritos. He pops it. Scopely's hope winning. is then that Joe Blow or whoever had was winning and then started you losing. Know, just of then goes and ship. buys the Cerritos Like, yeah, all, all Scopely's trying to do is, yes, Scopely is trying to get some of us to invest a little bit into it and be like, oh, okay, I got that, like, my my Sanctus versus their Sanctus, I just got a little bit of an advantage. And then, of course, they're going to spend and negate that advantage and we're back to being relatively equal. And so, but Scopely just wants us each to invest to initially try and get that edge on I the other. Edge. That, and that's all Scopely cares about. What we're doing is creating more shit that we don't fucking need to get us to spend money. Dude, I'm... It's We're nothing but cash grab, cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. They're uh, not adding like, anything to make this just, fucking game any better. To do it. It's just more cash grab bullshit. What I foresee happening is the amount of layers of stuff that Scopely has released. Uh, I don't know how this is attracting new players. Like, I get that there's a server progression, right? When you start, there's a certain way the server runs before you unload all this new information but it's not i don't you know even if you get to a point that they open up a new server and you get some new players where they won't be overwhelmed with all this new technology that gets shot at level 20 25 27 29 30 36 40 41 42 50 you know you know what i mean like we went through three years maybe two and a half whatever depending on the server some are longer but through like simplicity of gameplay and then more stuff was added on after we've been playing. I don't know how this affects new people that are just going to be thrown like, well, you now you've got 175 officers and 62 ships to choose from. Have well, at there, it. There has, yeah, their heads are probably spinning. And then to a degree, Scopely probably also the scopely's hoping that you're now summoning your cerritos out other places so that you're wasting other resources like they just want you to have to to maximize your spend that's an interesting conundrum because for the most of us our servers are closed so we're not seeing new players technically servers are still open yeah you, your servers so like might not be gaining uh yeah, you always transfer in, right? Yeah, I mean, but that requires you. Actually, I could not. I, I tried to transfer an alt in just to. Well, really? it doesn't matter why. Anyway, but yes, I could yeah. not transfer into our server. You can get under thirty-four. You can just, still transfer stay in. in. In those limited circumstances where, like, you're going to make an alt, you want to transfer it to a specific server because you have inside information on what the for your reasons why, or in Toll's case, he's got a buddy. Uh, he wants to get him on the server. He alts, you know, he doesn't go past the West at level 14. He alts, gets his, his transferred over. But for, by Scopely having all of us penny packed in these little servers and 1,000 here, 500 here, 4,000 here, 
mean, if you're a new person and you're like, hey, do you want to join a new server? They're like, oh, no. I want to go to those guys at 45 and 34 and 31. Well, how would you fucking know? You're just throwing a dart at a dartboard blindly because there's no, I don't know, overarching information to make those choices from. You're not going to end up in 45 or 34, even if they are open to alts, unless you have a very specific reason to want to go there and you and you expend the effort. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're not really seeing new people. But I, I do have to imagine the, the people on those new servers with all this extra stuff, the learning curve has to be that much more difficult. I, I mean, I remember when our server was young and trying to tell people just how important officers were and just getting that message. Well, fuck, still people don't understand. <laughs> look at how... Look at how Zeb had his Enterprise crewed yesterday. Like, oh my god. Anyway, um, yeah, there's just so much crap in the game. And it's not going to slow down anytime soon, right? They're going to add more and more and more. <laughs> and then then uh, they've kind of dropped the skins, but I'm sure that they're going to rehash that at some point. I'm like, oh, we'll get a Cerrito skin to make it look well, like a pack-led ship. We don't really some, know. Some are they adding more like servers? Our servers are dying? Or, or, or is... is... Is their population base across all their servers thriving? Is it is it retracting? We just don't fucking know because Scofi won't put that data out. Well, they don't. I mean, if it's bad data, they're not going to put it out there. Obviously, Jesus Christ, you had to take me there. Which I, that's such bullshit. Well, Why you, is it? A, no, DJs, it's not. About oh, I'm sure business. he said that, but Very the much. idea that it's some fucking state secret. Like, give me a break. No, no, it's none of our fucking business. Well, I think what 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 that answer actually entails is the server populations are shrinking that's why there's so many merges and scopely doesn't want to get out that more people are leaving the game than coming in so they don't want to cause a, a more of a sensational panic of more people quitting the game at a fast oh, rate I don't think that's the it case. could be I don't think that's it could be pr damage control i mean they could have a bunch of fucking dying servers it's, out there if, even if it and were, they know that it doesn't matter because scopely doesn't want to off and start merging all the servers i mean we know what that means when we see a mer when we see a server merge we know that there were two dying servers as players we all we all know what that means so if scopely does the triage and starts aggressively merging servers together to salvage the the level of high gameplay for the players that are in those servers they're shooting play. themselves in the foot so it's kind of like nope nope no infectious disease we don't want to panic like we could quarantine you we might save some lives but we feel like we would lose more lives because there'd be a panic so we're not going to say anything that's a good point. And and scopely. Well, for you're so fucking shitty at dealing with your players that anytime we speculate, we're gonna pile negative after negative on you because you've earned it in the past. So here's your opportunity to turn that shit around. Nobody from Scopely. Not that, not that a anybody's listening to this podcast and a and b specifically me. So scopely makes aircraft carriers look fucking straight up nimble. <laughs> They're just an 800-pound gorilla in a china shop. That's why they're so careful. 25 syndicate. The only 25 that matters. Syndicate, yeah. He's, he's gone oh, fucking balls deep on that one. I feel like I had to miss away. at least one, maybe two syndicate spins somewhere when I was fucking on. Syndicate. But, uh, whatever. I'll get there soon enough. Yeah, there's a big thing about uh, being 
with it's a lower decks content arc today. Apparently, I've jumped out to an early lead in the uh, syndicate advancement SLB. Yeah, they're, I think they had. Mm, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, they, they added it uh, two days ago uh, or something. I'm pretty sure that there'll it. be a spender war. That's right. Come fast. What yeah, it looks I like I'm beating lethal weapon. Oh, I'm sorry, lethal weapon. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've come out to an early lead 603,000 to uh, 95,000. Yes. Yep. So, did uh, everybody here that Crasham is, in fact, not dead? Yeah. One of one of the players from MCRI went to his fucking I house. Feel like one hey man, showed up at his house. I just want to see if you're alive. <laughs> I think that was trash talk. I feel like we talked about this last week, but I can't. It may have been. That was, yeah, Andy. That was trash what do you talk. Bring up it wasn't bullshit? recorded. Or, God. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, with, with I, I just remember it was part yeah. of the whole "don't dox people" and well, holy shit. So that was like the the bad part about it is he, <laughs> yeah, he, what, kind he of stopped playing without telling anybody, yeah. right? Even though it was so, like done, if you would have just told somebody, uh, then that could have been avoided. You know what I yeah, mean? There's no obligation, even with a big leader of a big alliance <laughs> that loved him. You know what I mean? Like you, you can quit the fucking game anytime you want to. Comma crashes. Yeah, particular course. disappearance was hard on a lot of folks. Yeah, and whoever went after him to his house is really scary. Like, don't do that ever. But he has no care. obligation to tell somebody. For me to disappear. I'm on like the fourth iteration of hearing this same fucking story, but. He was the admiral of an alliance, and he fucking disappeared without handing the alliance ship up. So, which is fucked up, because yeah. he was actively fucking over people. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I would not go to I would not go to Boom's house. So, if Boom and I are in different fleets of the same alliance, but say, for instance, Boom and I are in the same fleet, I'm not going to his house. If he, if he drops off the map, I'm not going to his house. But if he drops off the map and doesn't hand off the alliance ship and fucks over the whole alliance, m- maybe, I guess. Well, then that's fucking weird. They went through the headless alliance process. But, but my that understanding is was somebody showed up at his house true. after it had already been handed off. So, like, support, well, support, yeah, support had already moved the shit to somebody else, and, and then they showed up. It was done out of genuine care, but still. Yeah, Scopely had to hand it off. They had to wait till the account was offline for a month, and then finally Scopely agreed to, you know... It was a month, right? ...hand off the reins. He did. He gave his account to somebody really, to play, and yeah. the dude couldn't play. And that's really all they I know. Didn't play, but, yeah. I thought it was interesting that he fucking disappeared. I've never heard mm-hmm. on any server of somebody completely disappearing of the top three alliance admiral, a hundred percent disappears, doesn't pass off the admiral seat, nothing, doesn't tell anybody, not a single soul on the game, just fucking vanished, and the dude didn't die. He's fucking alive and well, just fine. I just never heard of that. It fucking blows my mind. In my estimation, at least, you kind of do actually owe it to at least say to someone, I'm hey, out. I'm bouncing, here's the reins. Not just disappear and you have to put in a fucking support ticket. Uh-uh. And wait a month. Yeah. I mean, he gave the account to somebody who then decided not to play. Yeah, that, that still doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't work. At the same time, it's, it's like, like to a thing. Transit property, though. I'm not still going to go back and check. I don't know. I just, the whole point is, don't show up at someone's house. Um, For all we know, when his door I, got knocked on, he there, was like, why the fuck did you come here? Or, I left to get away from you people in the first yeah. place. 
I mean, I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, there, there's something to be said for health and wellness checks. But to me, it's a question of, okay, is this someone that you've actually known <laughs> and have been talking to on the phone and like there's some degree of friendship there, et cetera, and they're concerned? Or <laughs> because if some, like if Occam just showed up at my house, I would be like, well, yes, that well, would yes, just, yeah, I don't know. That, was, that's a weird fucking thing. He was to do the type of player mind. that gave us phone number. So, yeah, I mean, I, there was a guy on 34 that uh, turned out we, we were BSing in Galaxy Chat one night late. It turned out we'd served together. He had replaced me in my role in OEF. And it just was like, whoa, holy crap. And so we got real close real quick. We talked, we caught up. And then over the next few months, he got super abused by some folks and uh, he got super bad in his home life and I ended up out at his reservation dealing with his tribal leadership on an issue that was very important to his continued existence. But that was a pre-existing, pre-established connection and I went through the right channel for him and his situation. I did not just show up at his house, I guess. Um, and it was probably the hardest like direct intervention choice I've ever made because I did not know if I was doing the right thing. Turned out I, I did. I'm really glad because this is really beyond the pale kind of intervention. But it was it was a lot, and it, it 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 beat me up in my head for months whether or not I did the right thing. Is the guy still alive? Yeah, and it sounds like you you did it. Then you did the right thing. I, I mean, it sounds like you went about it through the proper channels. Like if if for instance. If I was truly concerned about Boom and I knew where he lived, then, you know, the way that you would go about doing that is to contact the authorities to do a health and wellness check. And yes, it sounds fucking stupid to, to say, hey, this, I haven't heard from this person in, in, you know, months in this game, but I've also reached out via text or phone calls and emails and whatever um, and just haven't you know, yeah. haven't heard back that way. Do we know who you went include to include it with other means I'm that you curious. have touched base with this person? And then the proper authorities show up at their house and, you know, knock. I mean, I don't remember who it was, but Yeah, that's fair. I don't remember who it was, sorry. Yes, it's it's known. But they didn't take a flight to like the middle of nowhere and like you know, get in a truck. Hey, it was somebody that lived like 30, 40 minutes away. Uh oh. Right. And they all had their I yeah. They all had his contact info. You know, work. They had his cell number. So it's kind of my stuff, fault. So. It's kind of yeah. I don't know why he just do that. I'm the one like, kind of poke that bear. Like, hey, has, has anybody heard from crash? I mean, it's all your. Well, fault. he was he was the answer. And then I was like, yeah, I forget what I said, but I think I was. He's in the voice of Nona. Yeah, just figure out what happened. And he's just trying to control everything. He's like, hey guys, I need you to go check on this dude. Yeah, pretty much. So he disappeared and wasn't answering his cell phone. It is not exactly how it happened, but okay. Duke was probably in jail. Yeah, Henny's a massive piece of shit on 34. Yeah, I guess like one of his numbers was disconnected and <laughs> other numbers were just like going to a filled up voicemail box. So that Had prompted, he, you know, some killed her and he went to jail. <laughs> been. People that had his contact info. Nobody knows. <laughs> that was my guess. I, I think the, the current theory yeah. was uh, his wife found out how much he was spending on the game. <laughs> I mean, that's tracks, the first right? thing I heard was hey, his fucking wife found out. I was like, oh shit. No, that's just a theory. 
Here, no, and it's really not. Here's the thing, business, all of that tracks. But... I mean, that dude could have jumped out of a 50-story fucking building. We don't know. Look, 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 look. There's one thing about like I know Handy's got my number, Incho's got my number, a couple other guys on the on the team have my number. I know if I vanish for a while and they call me and like my mailbox is filled up, I would I would low key expect it to end there. But like if somebody showed up at my front door for those reasons, I like I would understand. I'd be like, okay, uh, fucking forget my address. But thanks for oh, showing it up. It wasn't like a oh okay. <laughs> and that's bye. how I understand the uh, initial contact went. That you know the the player hung out and they hung out. Yeah, and, was, know, they had, had previously beer, hung had out. Words, kind of like how you know, Jolly no, no. enjoyed time. Down, so. So. Okay, okay. I didn't think Crash had no. It was uh, oh yeah. hey, this, I'm so and so. You're no. you're so and so. Oh yeah, let's let's hang out for a bit. No, no, they had never met before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but shit, I've talked to Crash multiple times. He's given me his phone number. I've told him multiple times. Next yeah. time I'm in the area, I'll hit you up. We'll have a I'm beer. just saying, pick the it right guy happened, to do that with. Because if the point is, fucking, is, my dogs all start barking and my motion sensors trip. My first thought is not going to be. It's yeah, not going kinda... to be. Oh, it must be one of my alliance mates checking on me. As I'm kidding up. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little older. The <laughs> eyes are a little more blurry. I'm, well, if you um, make it to the front door, I'm if impressed. If it knows you well enough to try and <laughs> knock on your door, is not going to do that. I think I'll come and shoot me. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I think I'll come and shoot me. Look, can you do me a favor? Can you wound me first? And that way, at least you can fucking interrogate me. And I'd be like, dude, it's fucking horrible. You'd be I like, mean, oh. I'm going to be real with you, Pars. He's People do go not rise. You're like, cool, all right. All right, John, I don't have to kill you. No. No, I without even asking him, I can tell you right now it's going to be a kill shot. The first shot. <laughs> oh, motherfucker! No, 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 no. I heard it on good authority. <laughs> oh, really? I heard. I heard it on but, good authority. Uh, you're uh, saying that body shot can't. You do not want to take a round through a ball and socket joint. Come on, man. Been there, done that. Hey, Hockham, awesome, look. If you can take out my right <laughs> shoulder, because I'm already well, going to yeah, surgery on that here pretty soon. Those two so options, just go ahead but and I'm, I'm just saying, out. you know, you should ask him to just wing your thigh. Keep it on the outside. Yeah. Don't want to have hey, any bro, moral, this point, if, it's but, that, you know, if it's that or one between the eyes, hit me in the fucking shoulder. like a big, dude. hairy dude. It's a big size. Like, I'm like, I don't think you want me to mistake you for a bear. You mean we have bears here. I don't think you want me to take you for a bear because yeah, all right, man. I'm a dedicated bear guy. Mike, and nobody wants to of that. No, no, I'm not big. I mean, I'm big, but I'm I, not everything big. looks black and white on thermal. Only, only in my butt, bro. Only in my butt. <laughs> just a whiter. It's just a depending yeah, well, on that. That doesn't work. Like just a block oh, of thermal. A, 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 you know, bald, heavyset dude. Yeah, that. that Look, man, if you just see, if you see sure. a fucking bald, uh, white, heavyset dude, it's me. Uh huh. Well, you know, I have a more dilemma. I, I like pars. Like, let, let's let be honest. Live, what fat guy is going to know that I made a bad shot? No one. I mean, and I don't really think I'm. Think, I'm not ready to take that level of professional embarrassment. Just saying. I mean, when you have yeah. your own property and you have a backhoe, you are presented with life options. A lot oh, of people. No, 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 bro. Like, we can totally keep that secret. I think that I think that we are we know each other well enough that I can promise you that I would never let anybody know it was you. <laughs> I, mean, I think you're missing the farm. point. It's like, not like there's a, there's a... fucking pars. What's he doing here? I'm gonna smoke him. It'd be just I think so. Oh shit! It was How much I can do I, now? I think you let me live. That's the question. That's just Scorpio problems. 
I think it's... Oh, Jesus. We're, we were fucking recording. I don't know why you have there. to take things to such a dark place sometimes, Hank. Yeah. I think we should talk about that. It's a good end of the show, I think. <laughs> I think they actually kind of played with the brackets for this uh, syndicate thing. Yeah, we've, we've moved on. But I think I think this uh, this uh, shooting fat guys in the forest is a is a great ending point. I'm back to the, to Star Trek Luke Luman here. <laughs> I don't start any of these conversations. I just ruined. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, that that was that was a little passive aggressive. <laughs> I don't know why you have to Sorry, say I'm, it was hard. It's my, my, my bad. I've been training him. I've been training him. It's my bad. I'm sorry. I have to rephrase what I said. A fat guy in the forest. Yeah, handy. You know. And I, and, I, and I would like for Tech to be <laughs> in Nona with us. A rotund individual. How about a rotund individual? Yeah, okay. Uh, rolling through the floor. You could have you, you just. You could have just said. You could have just said like a. I called you Ruben S. Would that make you feel better? Oh, or softly. Like I don't know. She was in a dress. Look, look. All we have to do is say is someone who Handy <laughs> would be disgusted by, and we know. <laughs> All right. In any case, let's True, let's move this show down to the after party. I want to thank I want to thank everybody for listening last night. and commenting and bringing up yeah. all the ridiculousness that we bring up. Uh, <laughs> Pars, DT, Occam's, Tolstoy, Darius, Andy, Boom. Am I missing anybody? Nah. I guess V Ready will V Ready will join next time. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening to Trek Talk. Please like, subscribe, comment, do all the things social media asks you to do. Helps with the algorithm. And as always, to infinity and beyond. Stay tuned. See you guys next time.